Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. Why it matters on Money FM 89.3. You're listening to Money FM 89.3. Time now to talk about the role of CMOs in a customer-centric market in our Why It Matters segment. B2B marketing is not talked about enough with interactions between enterprises, business leaders, and their clients, as well as prospects having changed at a fundamental level with the onset of the pandemic. Today's customers are digitally empowered and better informed than ever before. Prospects and customers are now interacting with enterprises on their own terms whenever they choose to. And as a result, the key challenge in the buyer journey isn't one of sales, but of information. It is therefore imperative that CMOs and their teams vigilantly interpret buyers' needs and transform them into a cohesive experience across all brand touchpoints and enterprise departments. So why is the role of a CMO more important than ever. Well, now we have on the line Matt Prashern, Chief Marketing and Demand Generation Officer, NTT, which is a leading global technology services company. Welcome to the show. Great. Thank you very much. I appreciate being invited. Matt, you're an award-winning marketer, having been named among the top 20 most influential CMOs by Forbes and recognized for your success in driving marketing innovation by the CMO Club. Tell us more about your role at NTT. Yes, uh, glad to. Um, so I, I was invited or about a year and a half ago to join NTT. Well, we're unfortunately still in the pandemic. And to uh, very much uh, help NTT put into place things that you had just mentioned in your introduction. I couldn't agree more that the buying behavior in today's world uh, is different than it was before we entered the pandemic. And uh, I think for many companies, that has really required the marketing leaders to, forgive me, step up and think about the following things. Who are your buyers? Who are the decision makers? Do we truly understand the bias journey of each and every one of those decision makers? And do we really know, particularly in a B2B context, when buyers engage with us, some are buyers and prospects 15 to 20 times, do we understand their respective needs at every and single touch point in that journey? At NTT, we've done a lot of work in the last 12 to 15 months to be ready for that digital bias journey. And now as we're coming out of COVID, I think we're moving into a hybrid world. Uh, we're kind of moving back. We will never move back to, in my view, as to uh, the world that was prior to COVID, but we're now seeing on the one hand, the digital interactions, but also now increasingly, again, in-person events and in-person interactions. And that puts just another level of uh, creative uh, elements into our jobs. Matt, you've been a CMO at a few MNCs. How has the marketing scene evolved over the years? So it's very interesting. You know, for many of us, I think, who would like to think that we're progressive marketeers, we have really embraced the notion of what's going on today, maybe already a few years back. COVID, I think, has just accelerated the need to engage and in a different way. Again, and in that context, you mentioned something in the introduction, right? I always like to think that information or content is the fuel of your marketing efforts. So if a customer chooses to or a prospect chooses to engage with you today, 
they will do so on their own terms. And what are they looking for? You know, let's say they go to a search engine, they type in networking or multi-cloud, they will see the top few names, click on a, a link, go to your webpage. This particularly pertains in the B2B space. And then what specifically are they looking for? They're probably gonna look for customer references or success stories, maybe a analyst endorsement, could be a Gartner endorsement. They'll probably look for maybe a partner or a channel partner who would also endorse you. And then very often in particular markets, is there any thought leadership that is, has been published very often based on primary research? And I think in today's world, different than a few years back, this is no longer optional. A few years back when we had just you know, in-person interactions and many conferences took place and our sellers could engage with customers on a regular basis, the level of rigor in this type of digital engagement uh, was possibly not as required. And if we're really honest with ourselves, I would suggest that the entire front end of the buying process as such has been disintermediated and therefore the role of marketing in unison with sales is exceptionally important and it's probably been more important today than it's ever been in, in, in my personal career. Yeah, let's talk a little bit more about the role of a chief marketing officer. What does it exactly entail and how has it evolved? I mean, what have you seen? Yeah, I think it's very interesting. And I, again, you know, if, if you're fortunate enough, and I personally have been, I'd like to think uh, fortunate enough to be invited to be, I've now, my current CEO is the sixth CEO that I've worked with in my career. And I think the role of a, a marketeer is number one, to help support the CEO increasingly on a profitable growth agenda. And when you do so, what becomes very obvious to me is it's not just about marketing, it's also about transformation and being a change agent. And more often than not, that requires a cross-functional collaboration and interaction. Let me give you a couple of examples. So for example, I firmly believe that your employees are the strongest brand ambassadors. So if you believe in the power of the brand and the employee brand, your partnership with HR is pretty much essential in defining the brand and then the employee brand. Obviously, marketing and sales need to be tied at the hip, so to speak, to not only generate leads in a pipeline, but then really work through the entire buyer's journey to actually drive the sales of the company. So marketing and sales need to be working together. In order to do so, increasingly, you can only do so if you have a world-class marketing technology stack, the proverbial MarTech stack. And in my experience, that partnership between marketing and IT becomes increasingly important to do so. So those are just some of the examples. And I would suggest in that context, you have to be multidisciplinary, right? You have to be able to work across different disciplines. You have to be very collaborative. And you have to kind of have expertise on the one hand on the creative elements of marketing, but then also on the technology and increasingly analytical elements of marketing. Yeah, and talking about the importance of a CMO to a company, are you know companies actually forgetting the importance of having one and why would they you know, opt against it? I personally have not experienced that in my career, if I may say so. I happen to believe that sometimes the discipline of marketing, uh, maybe historically, has been a little bit marginalized and has been a little bit viewed like sales support or sales enablement. 
And I think what we're learning today is, and again, this goes back to the ingoing comments uh, when we started, you know, truly understanding a buyer and the decision makers, the corresponding uh, bias journeys, truly mapping out those potential 15 or 20 touch points that are required and instrumenting them in a reasonable way and doing so by really using world-class MarTech technology, applying top you know, analytics through various tools in truly understanding who your customers are, where they are, that's a true skill. And I think in today's world, and I would submit to you that that holds true for the Asia Pacific market, but in general across the globe, I personally believe that if you as a company want to participate in a profitable growth journey, a well thought out and implemented and positioned marketing department, you know, should be able to help you. And I, you know, I'm obviously as a CMO, maybe slightly slated here, but I happen to think it's a, and I personally have experienced uh, what it means to be a member of the, uh, you know, the leadership team and being able to help a company grow. Yeah, very important uh, role within any company. Now let's turn our attention to omnichannel marketing. Uh, talk us through the vital role that this plays in today's digital environment. Yeah, I think this is, a, you know, again, an extension of our earlier conversation. You know, omnichannel, I find very often is being used in different ways. But, you know, it's not too long ago, many of us just went to an office, sat in an office together, powered up our laptop and worked there for uh, a certain amount of hours. I don't know today, but if you do your, your research, you'll find that most people have at least one mobile device, if not multiple, maybe a tablet, right? And in many instances, it's BYOD, bring your own device as well. And so if you just, from, from, from that perspective, from the device perspective, that has a multiple impact on how you actually organize and develop your content. Now, from, from, a, from the interaction model and omni-channel, digital has changed the game 100%, right? You simply will not only engage, engage with your customers in a face-to-face environment. You have to th- think through every possible engagement touch point in a digital journey, and that can be literally, you know, if you think of your consumer days, or of all of our who are personal consumers, it can be anytime you want to interact with a product. By the way, in the B2B product, demos and ROI calculators are one of the hottest things that happen. If you'd like to visually see where and how companies perform, I think the role of video will continue to increase. And by the way, in that context, videos maybe two minutes, 2.30 in length, no more than that. And so to me, no longer an option, an absolute must-have across pretty much everything you do. And I would personally suggest it can't be an afterthought. So as you create your marketing tactics, your marketing plans, the whole notion of how you use the different channels to create your content, disseminate your content, and then interact with the customers is an absolute must-have. Yeah, you said it perfectly there. Before I let you go, tell me how can business leaders identify the right B2B strategy, uh, you know, enterprises thinking as business leaders of their clients or prospects? Yeah, I, I love that question. Thank you. Um, because I refer to this like back to the future and at the risk of, uh, you know, aging myself when I got my master's degree in marketing, we read a book that was called Kotler 
marketing management. And here's what I've seen CEOs do, and they turn to marketing as business leaders. Which markets do we go after? Which market segments should we be pursuing? Are these new segments or existing customer segments? And within those, what is the specific value proposition and or the positioning of the company? And subsequently, what is our go-to-market strategy? So it's marketing plays and is appropriately positioned. We are the function who can help a CEO, the business leaders, answer those very specific questions through market insight, customer journey, mapping, all kinds of different efforts. And I, for one, have found that to be maybe on the upfront strategic end of marketing, a greatly satisfying uh, work effort as it truly helps, you know, kind of chart the course, so to speak, as to where a company wants to go. We've been in conversation with Matt Prashurin, Chief Marketing and Demand Generation Officer for NTT. Thank you so much for your time and have a great rest of the day. Great. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.